Hello and welcome back to Keep Calm and Carry On, season two, and we are in the thick of it. Well, how's your week been? How you guys been doing? I mean, we're in lockdown, but you know, I hope I'm keeping you company with my little podcast. Um, It's definitely keeping me company and to speak to all these amazing people has been so much fun. So up this week, I have a good friend of mine, actually. This woman has just done incredible things for theatre. Not only has she been in every show imaginable, from Top Hat to The Sound of Music, um, she's won an Olivier Award, she's been on the telly, she's one of the Strallen sisters, and oh my goodness, what a female she is. Well, I had an amazing chat with her, but uh, we mainly got together because she's recently moved to New York and she set up a new company trying to change things for people who are struggling a little bit at the moment with, uh, with what's going on, especially in the arts. Please let me welcome my gorgeous, gorgeous friend, Summer Strallen. I'm so excited to have you with me and you are miles away you're across the pond it's like ridiculously early so thank you for getting up and oh thanks for joining me I'm so excited to chat to you one because I haven't chatted to you for ages and I can catch up with you a little bit and two we have something very exciting to talk about your new project but we will get to that a lot later but how are you? I am well I mean I'm well now to be honest the last few months have been really difficult um and I because I moved to New York in November 2019 and was about to do a a off-Broadway job um which would have been my first job here in New York and um I say here in New York I'm now in Massachusetts um staying at a, a lovely friend of mine um has a place here um she does Sunday show tunes um who I'm sure you've met many times Maureen and yes. she's a sweetie like soulmate lovely woman and and sort of saw my plight which was you know I had to move out of New York because I didn't have a job mm. and um to go to you know um and I was sort of just sort of setting myself up and yeah. So it, it, it and the world was turned upside down. So um, yeah, so it's it's been it's been a, a tough few months. And obviously, my sister Scarlett lives in New, New Jersey, um, and um, she moved out of New Jersey and is renting her house and has oh, gone on a really? big adventure with her husband. Wow! So I was sort of like, uh, what do okay. I do? Um, yeah, and you know, I'm I'm 35, and I and I don't have a partner, and I don't have kids yet, and. And it was, and it's been mentally very challenging. And I, um, you know, we'll get on to to um, to to why the Stralen Collective came up, but um, it, it it was partly due to to my sort of mental health and well being. Mm. Oh my god! I mean, it's not you know a big move like that to to move to New York is a big thing anyway. I mean, I know, like you say, Scarly was there, and you had a bit of a connection, and you've been there, but. To make that big step is is huge. And then for all this craziness to happen and lockdown to happen and all this madness, that must be so difficult. That must have been absolutely crazy. But, I, you know, I love the the how we can stalk each other on social media. And you're so brilliant yeah. at putting out positivity and you found your yoga and you, you know, it's like I joked before we got on air, I, in my mind, I look like you when I'm doing my yoga and you are my, you're my spirit person that I can just <laughs> visualise. Um, but I mean, it, it, well, you, you were doing that before you moved, weren't you? You were, you was yoga in and... I was, 
Yeah, I, I qualified in 2018 after Young Frankenstein um, because, again, I'd had a terrible experience in that. I'd been sexually harassed by the general management and oh my yeah, God. all lots of things. Um, not in a not in a, a, a physically abusive way, but in a mentally abusive way. And um, and I sort of went, I'm done with this. I yeah. have to go and learn something else. And and yoga was sort of my next passion. Really, I really mm. felt that it. Um, it it gave me more you know some peace of mind but also gave me a physical um uh, workout as well yeah. so it was giving me that mental workout and the physical workout and actually i have to say as a singer it's really helped with my breath mm. um because i have always been a very you know as a as when you train to be a dancer everything's so Shallow. lifted yeah. that you spend all of your life trying to breathe yeah. into your stomach you know no one wants and, to push um, your stomach so, out do they we're like breathe in look thinner <laughs> Exactly, exactly. I mean, uh, so so that's why that was great for me. And um, so I did that after Young Frankenstein and was sort of doing a bit of coaching here and there and uh, private coaching and then and then teaching. Um, but also even that industry has sort of gone a bit awry as mm. far as how they treat the workers and how they treat the, the people who... Um, who who were actually sort of the product. Yeah. Um, I, I I sort of refer to myself as an artist, as as a product that that um is either either can be exploited or not. Mm. And um so um that's sort of my other love. And I found that through, you know, it's having another another hobby. And mm. I always say to any students that I meet, I'm like, find something else that you love as well yeah. as well. There are so many things in the world, whether that be chocolate making yeah um, yeah you know uh cycling um Anything, fitness yeah, whatever yeah. it is I mean obviously for dancers it's uh we are very physically yeah we we I learn by movement mm. um which is because that's what I've done in my life yeah um since I was very young so um that's the best way that I learn so I felt that if I was learning something where I had to you know be learning Sanskrit for god's sake I knew that Erdva meant up, you know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, things like, that. you know, I sort of learned it in that sort of way, yeah, um, yeah. uh, physically. And, um, and it really helped with mentally just thinking, oh, there is also learning about so such a different culture yeah. and, the, and the depth of a different culture, um, which I have not even touched the surface yeah, of, you know, like amazing. as a, as a yoga instructor. And I, and I'm more, and, you know, I appreciate you saying about putting positive energy out there. Um, and that is pretty much due to the fact that I've I um, I listen to Abraham Hicks and The mm. Secret and all those you know all those sort of things. I, I very much dismissed The Secret for a very long time, mm -hmm. and um, and then but I was very a big fan of Louise Hay and you know there was that again so many teachers, mm. so many spiritual teachers, so many healers, so many you know uh, um, emotional freedom technique, all of these amazing things that you know some that are that are coming into the mainstream now which yes. is fantastic yeah. because you know they're not just hippy dippy you know known as that sort of hippy no. dippy thing I think there's a necessity for it as well you know because especially at the moment we we're 
we're aching for something. I mean, there's no entertainment industry, so there's no escapism. So we're having to find something else. And I mean, for me, the meditation and the yoga definitely just gives me that headspace. And especially as I get older, I feel like it's almost like I need it. And if I don't have it, my I just get out of balance or I get a bit grumpy. And, and the minute I get back into a class and just kind of reset, it just changes me. I think I did one of your you did a nighttime meditation and I think I happened to be online at that point and I took, I just did it with you and I fell asleep beautifully and it was just, it's so important to me now and, and I think if I'd have known it about it earlier on in my training or earlier on in my youth, to be a little bit more, I don't know, aware or a bit of, a bit of meditation earlier on I think would have been, served me well in such a chaotic industry and training um and I do want to take you back because I'm sure lots of people know all the things that you've done and but I want to take you back to your childhood I mean you were you were born into um a showbiz family your sisters your your parents your auntie you know it's it was it was kind of showbiz surrounding you how did were you just literally born with a pair of dance shoes on and went straight into it or did you was it a choice did you just was it the norm how did you get into it <laughs> there was no choice involved. Um, I mean they want me to say that you know this, that that the family want me to say that mm. and I, I've, I've always been one to shy away from doing things that people want me to do uh, yes um because I was the second child Scarly was um was just an angel really and still is you know um <laughs> Uh, however, she's, you know, definitely changed her in her ways of people pleasing. You know, it's, mm. it, it, we, we were taught to people please. And um, that's not a bad thing sometimes, um, but it is in, 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 in certain circumstances. And it's, um, it sort of uh, uh, stops you having power sometimes. Um, but yeah, no, I, I, to answer your question, we, we, my parents were both working mm. in the evenings yeah and my grandmother um would take care of us most of the time and she had you know typical sort of family dynamic if, yeah. if the parents are working you know very lucky that we had my grandparents especially my grandma um who was sort of there you know and um my granddad was sort of just the one who you know picked us up and you know he was a, a driver and Aww. you know so he would he would sort of ferry us around to different things yeah. um but my grandmother had a dancing school so and when I say dancing school it's not like your typical sort of doing ISTD exams or festivals mm-hmm. or anything like that it was a youth group it's it's known as a youth group that she set up for children who are less fortunate really mm-hmm. um and and it was her hobby um because she because she was privileged you yeah. know um with her in her marriage so she um so we so we went to the it was called the, the Babette Young Set, the Babette Langford Young Set, oh. and my mother had been involved and my aunts had both been involved and you know been both been and we did shows every year where we were donned in hundreds of thousands of sequins <laughs> and you know and I I definitely rebelled from that side mm-hmm. of things you know I I was always the the, the one asking questions um, and um, it took me until about 31 to realize that I wasn't sure whether I even really wanted to do it wow. and whether I ever had wanted to do it um again sort of hence the 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 career transition shift yeah, yeah. um and um 
and so it was it was you know i i by no means had a had a uh underprivileged childhood i mean we my parents are both ensemble in the west end i mean mm-hmm. everybody who knows about the west end knows that that's not a particularly high paying job yeah although people um, think that it so... is they see you on st- <laughs> stage regardless of where you are they see you on stage and think wow you're like a superstar and that's it's really not yeah. the case no um and so that um and my father you know in the end sort of moved away from that and started doing his own entrepreneurial work and um and uh that helped <laughs> mm. to a certain degree but then by that point I was you know sort of in it 15 16 and starting to you know I got into cats at 16 so yeah. I so I sort of left and became an adult very very early on and that especially for my mental health uh sort of um my my de- developmental um, my, my mind, my mind, my, I sort of stopped at a de- de- developmental stage as yeah. a child because we were so um, sort of disparate and so separate and yeah. didn't really have a sort of foundation of, um, we have definitely a foundation of love. I mean, there was no, by no means a, a, a lack of that, mm. but we definitely, um, we were definitely sort of busy so much so soon yeah very much very early so much so soon you know in the west end Mm. and doing pantomimes every year I mean my birthday is on the 21st of December (laughs) and I worked up until I was about 13. Have you ever had a birthday off? Probably not. (laughs) I think the first the first birthday I had off was when I was 12 (laughs) and that was because I was doing Scrooge in the west end instead of instead of pantomime. Wow. So it was like this weird thing that they you know sort of thought that I wanted to be working on my birthday when actually I just wanted to be going out and I don't know smoking with my friends or something you know um (laughs) so instead I was like oh I have to go and do this you know um but it it's but you know the all those things have led me to you know gave me the experience in order to get to then get to where I did in in musical theater Mm. and and I and I'm so you know totally grateful for it I can't there's nothing that I regret or that you know uh that I sort of uh, denounce in my childhood yeah. you know it was all very um very I, I I believe that that everything happens for a reason and everything yeah. is sent to you for a lesson you know reason season or a lifetime people come and go you know but um but there is always a lesson in something in every situation. Did you find did you find joy in it? I mean, you've played some incredible roles that, you know, people would absolutely kill for and and so brilliant at it. And you've won awards and you've you know, people know who you are, you've been on telly, which I'll come to in a minute, but did you find a passion for it? Like did was there jobs that did it always become a job or did you find a love for it because or were you just conditioned to it? There were certain jobs I did, um, but within the job, I I also suffered from perfectionist syndrome. Yeah. Um, so it would always sort of have that underlying um, anxiety, which yeah. is when I, you know, and I only just realised about, you know, two, three years ago that I suffered from that. Um, and anxiety. So, yeah. And, and it was due to my breath. 
of being so wow. like this and and having so much pressure on myself mm. for the physical to be perfect, yes. for the, the vocal to be perfect, for the acting to be perfect, yes. for everything to be perfect, that I then wasn't able to be fully in the present moment and enjoy it. Yeah. Even though I have a, we ha- we were conditioned to give everything, mm. which is also why it, there's nothing held back for whatever part of yourself that you that you enjoy so so um so that took a while and I and there were there were certain jobs where I got complete euphoria guys and dolls being one of them with you and McGregor oh my god I got got to kiss you and McGregor for eight months I mean I I don't I I don't think I'll ever forget your performance in that show um you know I mean it's performance you don't I was only in it for like 10 minutes yeah but (laughs) what you did was unbelievable I I, I just will never forget that routine that you did or that or the just watching you and I couldn't take my eyes off you and it's amazing being a being a fellow. Performer. It did help. I was wearing like a red dress. Oh, and, like, was, but like, in it's the your middle. legs. It's your legs. I think you know they're. On, you're just amazing. You have a presence. <laughs> you, you know you and you just have an like an electricity that draws people to you. And it's it's it's. I guess I knew a little bit about you, but not 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 the other side that was going on as well. And uh, mm. it's it's really interesting to hear because again, a fellow performer coming to see somebody, we're easy to be. It's hard to be impressed, you know, in in the nicest possible way. You yeah. want to go to a show and you want to be taken away, you want to be blown away. And as people do go to shows and they go for that ex- escapism, and it's really difficult mm. to not view it as a job or go and go and watch things that you're you're looking out for technically or whatever it is a critique and but I mean I remember seeing you in that and and just it it stayed with me and I love that about certain shows when a performance just stays with you and for me that's that's what it all it's all about whether it's a it's a it's a life choice or it's a you know it's a work thing or it's a passion for me it's about maybe the struggle is what makes it special and you were just mm. unbelievable. <laughs> oh, thank you. I mean, I think most of the jobs that I've had that kind of um, uh, that kind of praise for have been jobs that I have felt valued in. Mm. And I, alongside the whole rest of the company, felt valued. Yes. I mean, Michael Grandage, you know, as the Hotbox Girls with no lines we all had backstories and we all we had a we had a session where we made up our names and we did that and we all had so for each little section where he just needed a couple of people in the background it would be like okay so where have you been what have you been doing yeah, who are yeah. you with you know so yeah. it felt like it felt like you know a lot of the time for people <laughs> i have to say when i was in the ensemble of things yeah i didn't like being in the background yeah um, and I don't know if that's a that's a personal thing. I think it, or whether that was sort of, you know, depends uh, on the show. Maybe sort of. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I think I didn't learn to be an ensemble member until I became a lead. It was it's yes. weird. It was like I didn't really understand that 
it's all about the the collective company and I think the collective Mm, nice Um, (laughs) but you know it's a little segue there no but it's but but I didn't realize that and I didn't real what I didn't realize was my value Mm. until I did jobs like that and it's always um and I have to mention Rob Ashford he is the choreographer of of that he has since then used me in different shows and different gigs that have Mm. like just been incredible these gigs that I've been going to gone to Tangier with him and you know with like incredible artists and doing these in you know outside in someone's palace in Tangier you know doing singing the Miller's Son after sleep you know snogging another gorgeous man (laughs) who I like had to jump in a pool with and then do a sort of showgirls um sort of climax and then sing the Miller's Son of Friday you know of uh, Little Night Music you know stuff like that and 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 he again like Rob uh, Rob definitely makes everybody feel like they're worthy and that they're valued and I think that that's a really important thing because it shows in the work it does it shows it does when people have said that to me it is they just you know and it's a shame that it only happens with leads. You know, a lot of the time it's sort of that disparity between the leads and the ensemble and the ensemble not feeling, you know, like they're as worthy or, or yeah. you know, made to yeah. feel as valued. And it's and it's a real shame. And, and as like a budding director, um, I'm like, OK, that's note to self. It's massively like, important. I remember um, the, a similar thing in My Fair Lady with, with Trevor Nunn and... He was exactly the same. He everybody had their own story. So when and felt significant to what was going on and to move the story on. And I think then that that does absolutely come across. And it also gives you purpose. You feel like you're an integral part of that moment. And if you're not there, it doesn't quite flow the same. And I think then when you go on to play leads and you you need those people around you because if they're not around you the show doesn't work and you can't work and it doesn't it just doesn't happen and so it's 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 interesting you say that because especially coming early from something like like cats that's very collective you know it's very Mm. it's an ensemble Ensemble. piece and and without any of those cats it doesn't work it really doesn't work you all have to be there doing your thing and if you if you have if you ever switch off it's it, it stands out massively. It's just not, it's not good enough. Um, yeah. Moving on to kind of TV and film. I mean, you've done so much of, of, of different styles of performance. Was that a conscious decision to to change or to look for some well, acting or, or did it come? I definitely, after working with Ewan and Jane Krakowski and Doug Hodge and Jenna Russell, I was like, yeah, I want to do film and TV. Yes. <laughs> they have a much better life. Um and um <laughs> and so then um then this the weird Hollyoaks sound of music yeah publicity stunt thing came up and and I was sort of thrown in like a you know baptism of fire mm. into television where I had no idea what I was doing and was lagging it, you yeah. know, really like really like cuz I'd been to art said as a, at school time and then I went to lanes for a year and so I hadn't really done any telly Screen, skills yeah. apart from you know a few things that were like in my childhood yeah um you know where I'd sort of seen been on a set and stuff but that must have been quite um, frightening you know, to suddenly turn up and think oh I've got to wing this and and I've got to convince <laughs> everybody now I know what I'm doing <laughs> yeah. yeah and also because none of the cast knew so I was just new girl on the block 
And then in that show at the time, it was quite competitive, you know. Mm. So I was sort of like, the, as I say, like new, new kid on the block and having to lie to them because I wasn't allowed to tell them what was going on. Yeah. So, And I also didn't know how long I was staying in the soap and all of this weird stuff that was going on. <laughs> um, so I was sort of contending with that. And, um, and I actually, I think, you know, coming back to sort of the slowing down of pace and breath and things like that, mm. I didn't actually give myself a moment to think, wow this is like yeah. like to enjoy it or yeah. to, to to feel anything it was more like it was just that sort of constant go done, go yeah. go um so and and then I you know and I was really lucky that that happened because then I you know had had that experience and I think that's helped that's what helped me get land girls and, oh. um which was oh. amazing I love again, again that. that was I felt like Catherine Zeta Jones mm. at that moment. Lovely. I was like, you know, the one who was like in all of the glam outfits. You were amazing. Like, you know, oh, it was gorgeous. Basically, well, I was basically playing myself. I mean, it wasn't exactly <laughs> a push. Um, you know, posh girl from I mean, if if she she was from Kent, but if she'd been from Twickenham, it would have been the same thing, you know. Oh, like, it's brilliant. And my grand my granddad was a brigadier in the army, so I had that sort of connection to it as well. And um, who I never met, but you know, it, it, I feel like it is definitely yeah, within yeah, me. That sort of, yeah. that sort of, um, uh, I don't know, uh, that that military yeah. sort of um, inherited directness. almost, yeah. Wow, <laughs> inherited directness, <laughs> inherited um, directness. So <laughs> yeah, so I did that, and um, and then the films that I've done have been just uh, sort of dancing roles. Um, most notably recently in Death on the Nile, which I'm so excited <gasps> about coming out. That's um, where exciting. Where I got to dance with Kenneth Branagh. Yeah. <sighs> um, and um, I'm in the thumbnail. If you look at the, if you look on the internet, I'm behind Gal Gadot like this. I'm going to, I'm going <laughs> like, to watch it. I'm hilarious. going to be watching out the whole time. No doubt I'll squeal in the cinema there when are, I go and see there it. Are two, there are two scenes and we're in one with the wedding scene and one with um, another sexy scene. And I have to say on record that if Army Hammer is ever listening, I will marry you now that you're single. Um, because he is the epitome of what to I want. To die for. Um, but yeah, so like, again, Rob, you know, putting me in that in mm. that situation. Um, and and again, it was fantastic. And the, the set, um, Ken likes to have a quiet set yeah. because he's he's a, he meditates and he wants, to ha- wants the energy. It's about like, I believe that there's, you know, there's an energy to the world mm. and it's it's a steady energy that's like a river. You know, it's like it's a, a, a beautiful sort of calm river. And we as humans sort of come and mess it, mess up, it up and start doing this. <laughs> and and that's that's how we all work as organisms as well. You know, we are our own universe. And if our if there's a a frequency in us, a, a high vibration, that's when some things start to go off. Mm. You know, if like one cell is starting to, to to not be working with the whole, same with yoga. If you are thinking about your, I don't know, your shoulder being tense, mm. you're not thinking about the whole body and how that affects yeah, your the yeah. whole thing. And, you know, with cells doing that, that is what the definition of cancer is. Mm. When a cell goes off and starts doing whatever it wants to, that's what that's how cancer is is mm. um grows. And it's and it's these little one, you know, these these people going off and going, I want to do this and I want to do I mean we watched the the debate last night and <laughs> it and it's 
it's it's a, a sorry state that we have somebody mm. who is just out for himself and mm. he is spreading this cancer around <sighs> our beautiful planet you know um and it's and but it all again it's all for a reason it's all so that we realize and that we take stock and like the the pandemic is the same thing mm. it's given us a moment to breathe yeah it stopped the it stopped the airplanes it stopped you know things that it stopped that energy yeah it's where it made us go it just went stop it yeah <laughs> and know, we, like, we now see say, the wildlife we see things right that we, we everybody's stop everyone's Going back to basics, they're spending time with their families. They're just slowing down, and it's been, it's yeah. kind of been integral, I think, for us. It has, and that's what has to happen in in the, in in you as a performer. I think mm. is taking that moment to to just breathe. We'll be right back with Summer in just a moment. But if you're enjoying the episode, then please hit subscribe and maybe even write us a review. I love to read all your comments and see what you think, all your thoughts and how you're enjoying the series. And if you haven't heard season one so far, then just click subscribe and you can listen to all those past episodes of those amazing people. Also, if you do want to support us, I have my little Keep Calm and Carry On pins on my website, which is kerryonis.com. So you can check that out and maybe wear one with pride. Okay, but for now, back to summer. How is it on, in, in New York? I mean, obviously the West End is completely quiet here and it's it, it's sad in, in a sense because, you know, you feel for a lot of the people that are struggling and out of work and I assume the same as on Broadway at the moment. Is there any movement? Are people... I mean, people are going online, aren't they? It I think. is like stopped, done, oh. finished, gone. Worse than it is in the UK, and has been since March. I mean, it was like you went to—I went to Times Square once, and it was like a, an apocalypse. It was the apocalypse, <gasps> which must happened. be so strange. Um, in somewhere so busy yeah. like that to see it so empty must have been weird. Yeah, a bit like Piccadilly or whatever. You know, yeah. it's it's and it's. It's strange. It it is strange. I mean, as uh, uh, again, I'm sort of a strange person, and I see it from a different perspective. Mm. That is, you know, again on that frequency for me as a as somebody who I realise that I suffer from anxiety because of what is in the world, yeah. not because of what's in me. Yeah, you know, that's you know, as soon as you realise that you're like, oh no, wait, I'm actually okay it's the stuff outside that yeah, is that's so me. busy and yeah. making and that's what so and as an empath I just sort of feel every single thought and feeling and so going into Times Square for me before the pandemic was like no 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 I'm not, I can't stressful. deal with all that it's quite stressful <laughs> it's, it's way too much it you know yeah and and if you live in New York, as you know from living here and, yeah. and, and doing Wicked here, it's it, you know you spent you stay as far away you from Times it. Square as possible. It's like yeah. Leicester Square, though, isn't um, it? You stay away from it if you if you live there. You just yeah. don't go near. Absolutely, absolutely. What you thought? What do you think will happen with like the Broadway shows? Do you think they will slowly claw back? I mean, they're trying to social distance some performances here, but I'm not sure how it how it's working, but. What do you think is going to happen? Um, I, I mean, if I had a crystal ball, mm-hmm. I would definitely. I I should get one. <laughs> um, I, Let me know how I that goes. Let one. me know what I'm you see. Sure, I'm sure I'd be able to tell you. Um, but I think it is. I think it's a story. Sorry, state of affairs. To be mm. honest, um, and um, I personally want to see us going 
as you say, going back to the basics of of having groups of players. You know, that's mm. kind of what is happening now is that people are having to bubble together yep. as artists, you know. But the problem with that is that we've come so far with rights for people who have kids people uh, with uh, who are carers people who you know um with any kind of rights especially in the in the US so it it unfortunately makes it a young man's game Mm. because because people who have kids can't go and bubble it's hard you know or they they can but that means them missing making a choice you know making a choice absolutely and I think I think that if if anything it it will be that you Mm. know um which you know is is really sad because it then misses um it it will then lose so many fantastic artists yes um um but that said I mean uh, again hippy dippy or not I've (laughs) always believed in communes and people communing together as big families and you're not not necessarily like you know sexually i mean mm. just like as a, Being, as, yeah. as a village mm-hmm. yeah you know ha- having a village and i've worked you know i worked with equity in the uk yeah. for a few years um trying to build that village yeah. during you know throughout the, the west end and unfortunately before the pandemic um especially i think i think it it will go the other way now with that with social media um and the and the internet just in general and, mm. and people who are, if you've watched The Social Dilemma, you know that we are all being controlled by an algorithm yes. that makes us feel things <laughs> and makes us want to buy things and makes oh. us want, you know, knows us better than we know ourselves. Mm. So, um, but because of this now, this pandemic, it is making people just, you know, sort of really listen to themselves instead yeah. of being on so because they're so, you they're so, aware everyone's so aware of it now and also because people have been watching more stuff they Mm. you know there's so much content that you know that is so informative and it's given everybody so much time to watch this informative content Mm. you know um even if that comes down you know yes okay everyone like um marathoned normal people and you know which is amazing (laughs) but and I've definitely done it but um you know and things like that but they also were you know I think people have been looking at more documentaries and and learning more things you know and And doing simple things like just going for a walk and getting outside and simple things has been quite appreciating it appreciating it and uh, those are great things that come from meditation and yoga you know just learn to appreciate and stop and go I'm grateful for this today and those little things if you wake up and do that at some point in your day it's amazing how powerful that can be it's it Mm. it really is we've we've but it comes down to a much again a bigger picture of of the of society and how it's been a patriarchal society and and in the patriarchy, men, you know, men or people who identify as men are very um, driven to a focal point, whereas women generally are more nurturing. They, they sort, sort of see more around them. I'm not saying obviously men do as far as like danger is concerned, mm. but they they are more in fight mode than they are flight or freeze. Mm. Whereas women are more in freeze mode. So they'll stop, they'll, you know, and animals too, Mm. you know, we're all the same. Um, We all come from the same source. So um, 
so it's it's not surprising that we've had that kind of go 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 mm. um uh, uh just innately in us because we have been taught that by uh, by men you know for many many years and and it's been slowly changing um you know and having kamala harris and having more women in mm. you know in politics um is helping but you know ultimately we have had a a, a rather heavy ceiling upon us mm. for a long time yeah. and you know we all just have to get underneath it and do this yeah we don't have to smash it it, that that's a bad energy that's yeah, going yeah. I don't I, I'm fighting against and resisting and it'll only do that if we do it yeah. whereas if we just, just gently just gently nudge it <laughs> with power you know it's like goddess pose you know when oh, we bring it. the arms I down and we push it up oh, I, I think it. I always say push up that glass ceiling goddesses you I know like it. it's it's with a power mm. that isn't aggressive you know um and so that's something that we have to do um now and i and i think we are we mm. definitely are yeah, it's definitely going so. going the right way so as i'm a, a i'm a boss boss lady well, um, i'm a ceo is, boss lady i as a as a as an iconic kind of you know performer in especially here you know everybody knows and loves you and have you what what's been your highlight what's been your highest point I think um, I think Land Girls was probably for me felt like the yeah. highest point, um, um, just because it was you know I felt like a movie star. Yeah. <laughs> um, but um, uh, and also, yeah, I think I think that and my relationships and building my relationships with people in the industry. I mean. Uh, it's it's a hard question for me, Kerry, because yeah, I lots. because I've suffered. I've realised how how much I've suffered with anxiety and depression mm. in the last few years, and and so I didn't really really feel it, and and still don't. You know, still have still ha- have a sort of um, a chemical imbalance as far as that's concerned. Um, also, actually, actually doing those concerts with you oh, was a, a highlight for me. We had such a nice time. We, we had, had such a lovely time. And I tell you why, and I don't know. I think we talked about it on the on the job at the time. But you know, as a tr- as a triple threat, as as the the saying goes, um, that I am it. I I feel in the industry. I felt like when did a triple threat become less value than a double threat, so to yes. speak, of the the sort of singers and and actors? Because I because it is seen as a sort of second cousin, you know. A poorer relation it's and weird, I isn't it? and I always felt a bit sort of a bit sort of um cast aside in a way because I didn't have this sort of you know vo- vocal technique which I've worked on subsequently oh, but yeah, but now now I have and and so it was really like to be seen as a singer for mm. me was really was really a good um, a big highlight for me and um I don't know what's happened since people still say I think because of the hay cart I think doing young Frankenstein made people go oh yeah she's the dancer again you know it's, it's like, so oh, difficult God, isn't okay. it we have to fight stereotypes and we have to fight being put into these boxes and what people think we're good at and we have to fight it all the time and also I don't think people mm. see you know, you could be doing one of the best jobs in the world. You know, like you say, these, like, with Drowsy Chaperone or, you know, Young Frank. It's mm. like these big shows and you're starring. But people don't see what's going on 
you know, in your life on the other side of it. And mm. I, it's, I, I'm doing a book at the moment. And the reason I wanted to do it was for that reason, because people see that I've done all these big shows and that's great and glamorous. But like, for instance, when I was in New York and hanging out with Scarlett, I mean, we saved each other in a way because it was mm. so tough. You know, I'm doing the best yeah. job. And, uh, and it's moment where... You know, you dream of going to Broadway, but actually, on the other side of it, I was sleep deprived. I had no voice, so it was, it was so much going on, and and it's so sad because those mm. moments that you go, oh, that should be in the best moment. It's it's layered with so much like drama, and it's like like you say about mm. your anxiety. There's there's always this kind of yin and yang kind of you're being pulled in these two directions. Um, so mm. the other end of the spectrum and it is, is about balance. It's it is about, about balance. It. it is about balance. So the other end of the spectrum has there been some. A, a, a moment where it's been pretty tough and pre- or very dark or a lowest point that's that stays with you I mean you've talked about some of them yeah L- young Frankenstein was definitely one of those yeah um, I had no idea I felt that yeah I felt that it um it it sort of was this weird um dynamic with the celebrities in the show and then yes. Hadley as the lead and then me sort of not really them not really knowing where to place me mm. um because I wasn't in the ensemble I was definitely a big main part oh you definitely were and you were not, fantastic not... <laughs> it was so good I, I loved, loved it. doing it but I loved doing it I love Hadley and I and yeah and acting with him was just joyous and he's so giving on yeah, stage and like you know he's like the perfect co-star um you know I had beautiful costumes I had the yeah. beautiful blonde wig you and I felt glamorous and and I and I love and I was showing off you know mm. uh, who what's not to love except you know the fact that when I had things that were going on that were tough I wasn't heard and and I felt in fact like I was silenced. Wow. And for me, that ain't good. Yeah. When yeah. I feel silenced, I shout louder. Yeah. And um and it's and it's not it's not seen as um as the thing to do. Um because it wasn't I wasn't doing I wasn't apparently wasn't behaving in the way that they wanted me to but they weren't understanding why I was behaving that way Mm. and not asking me why I was behaving that way so it was so it was a really tough time and I um but I I do try not to dwell on it now you know I really don't I try not to think about those those things as being a negative because ultimately it wouldn't have sent me here it wouldn't have I yeah, wouldn't be in yeah. this beautiful place now yeah. I'm you know as I said Abraham Hicks and Louise Hay is all about thoughts become things mm. you know and so I and they do they really do and I felt that you know especially during the pandemic that was a low that was a really low point yes. where I was living in my sister's basement single at 35 with no job and no money coming in and and a career of 30 years yes that feels like it's completely like there's like it's gone like this through yes, my fingers yes, yes and I yes. and I think that's the same for everybody mm. um, and we're all just sort of like trying to claw back something yeah um so again you know I mean a, a beautiful segue for what uh, you know with the Stralin collective yeah so uh, let's talk so talk wire. let's talk about it because I mean you you've gone on this new path I mean you can probably you know talk about it better than I can but you've you've 
you've brought people together, you had this idea, and just tell us about it, because you'll say it a lot better than I will. <laughs> well, well, you know, it's, it wasn't, a, it wasn't a, an innovative idea, really. I mean, at the time, so it was, it was May of this year, um, I was, I just um, moved out of my apartment in, in, New York, in Washington Heights <laughs> and was quarantining because my roommates got COVID oh. and I had to see Scarly, who was having another baby, was pregnant with, a, with her second baby. And I had to quarantine for two weeks in this apartment, which again, so blessed that, that, that a, a, a friend of a friend had this apartment because they have a house in the Hamptons. A generous lady said, stay in my place which had a little garden. I could take pebbles, my dog. It was all perfect. So I was there and I was just enjoying myself doing yoga. And, but at the same time, seeing all of my friends on social media, um, giving classes for free or for donations. Mm -hmm. And me being the person I am about value, value was like, okay, this is not okay for people to be undervaluing Mm -hmm. themselves and they are going to and and if this continues especially because in the state in New York was so intense comparatively to to the UK at the time I mean we were really locked down by that point Mm -hmm. um uh, you know everyone wearing masks everyone wearing gloves everyone you know staying 70 feet away from each other let alone six yeah um so it was it it felt more drastic and it felt like it was going to go on for a lot longer and as it has done. <laughs> um, and so I so I wanted to sort of try to create um, a platform for people to give their classes, but but um, but charge for them at a at a good ra- at a good rate. At a rate you know, where they've, tra- they've people... trained for so long and people have trained to be in well, this exactly. industry for so long and have established careers and to suddenly say Oh, if they would, if it was a, a normal circumstance, and and those people were going into a college and teaching, it they would get paid for their services, and and, and I think as 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 performers, suddenly you're so you just want to do something, you want to work, so you're like, well, this yeah. is this is unusual. Well, I I I, I compare it to a psychotherapist or a psychiatrist. They train for what ten years maximum, probably. I've trained for thirty years. Mm. 30 years so and psychotherapists and psychiatrists charge at least 200 dollars an hour and that's in the pandemic too you know i mean in the uk in the wow. in the us it's like 320 dollars an hour 500 dollars an hour wow and we just don't see ourselves as that as that value because yeah. we believe that it's something to do because we're we're doing a job that we enjoy yeah and i'm sorry but other people who do those kind of jobs also enjoy their jobs. Mm. You know, that's why they do those those jobs. And it's because they're they're in service of yeah. people. And I believe we are in the service industry. Mm-hmm. I wake up every day and I serve people. If I'm in a show, I don't serve myself. I don't go, oh, I'm gonna go and have a load of chocolate and coffee. <laughs> yes. And you know, and yes. I go, oh gosh, I better have a glass of water and a salad because that won't give me reflux yeah you know yeah, yeah. that's service that mm. is just, that is a public service it's not it's not for me mm. it's not giving me joy you know so um so I just it felt that it it was time and also uh, being in the US I see a bigger market I see yeah. the the market here which is you know people even though we don't know what's going to happen with the economy right now and people are being more um secure they mm. are also wanting to 
to have a bit of joy mm. and they don't have the shows in you know to go to they don't yeah. have 170 190 dollar tickets to be paying for yes. so why not pay 25 dollars for a, a session a class yeah. with somebody who is in a show or was in a show so we've got like you know, this this week we've got um, a Saturday Night Fever um, mm. class. We then got a Jesus Christ Superstar class um, with with Charlotte. But we're also sort of um, a- appealing to the audience as well. So, mm-hmm. like for kids, we've got a big half term schedule um, with Matilda and Lion King and 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 Juliet for kids. You know, and, and stuff that you know a waitress workshop with my lovely friend Nathaniel you know he and there and also all the people on the collective are people who in the collective are people who I would choose to be in a commune with me (laughs) you know so like you know you and you know if if I had my ideal situation obviously I wouldn't have all artists because we wouldn't get anything done (laughs) but you know we wouldn't wouldn't get mud huts like made you know we wouldn't have any housing but we'd all be like having a drum circle um so but that they're all the people you know and and then anyone else who sort of joins later on will you know i i will have seen in a show or i would have you know mm, you have that, a connection you know, enjoy to. their work and so it's all done yeah. on zoom people can how do they find it um so we're at www.thestralandcollective.com um and also you know we also have the wellness side of it so we've got the sanctuary um space which is for yoga meditation life coaching you know all sorts of things like that and it's and it as i keep saying to everyone it's a seedling of what mm. it's going or potential it has you know because again it's that sort of bringing the community together we've got we're going to have a tribe space i'm giving a full moon ceremony this thursday oh. um at, which is a women's circle so any anyone who identifies as a woman is is welcome and and it's just more about i believe that as artists and of and as wellness experts you know we hold space for people mm. to be how they want in that moment. And that's what we do in the theatre. Yes. We hold space for people to feel. Yeah, That is what we do. And I feel that even if we're doing it on Zoom, we've now realised that we can hold, be held in a space mm. even on this. That's why, that's the beauty of technology. That's the pro side of technology that we have to embrace. And they so they're group group sessions. And if somebody's perhaps a little bit nervous about you know suddenly doing a class with you or singing with me or whatever, um, what would you say to them? Well, again, the beauty of Zoom is that you can turn your camera off, especially for group classes, which mm. is also so important because you know some people would go to you know would want to go to a class at pineapple or dance works or dance attic or wherever but not feel confident enough to because they're not because because you know when you are a beginner you're very vulnerable yeah and so you have that choice to be to turn your camera off and just do you you know and that's that's the again that's what I learned from yoga is that you know the mat is just it's a symbol. Mat, mat, people in India don't use mats for doing yoga. It's just a commercial symbol uh, to keep people in their space. Yeah. But it is. But I. But but I do believe there's a there's a, a pro side to it, which is that it keeps you in that space where you can go within. 
and and therefore you can then find the light within and shine it out nice. and so that's what we want to do we want to find you know help people find their light within so that they can give it out and anybody can join they don't have to be training or anyone can join regardless of no stand, we have like, we have classes well, we have classes that are more more um, suitable for that. You know, we have more intermediate classes mm-hmm. like the, the Jesus Christ Superstar one might be a bit more intermediate for, for people who are training in theatre or, or, or musical theatre. Um, and then we have, you know, classes that are, you know, just, just more fun and for all the family. So, oh, oh and also, you know, the Friday Night Fun series is, can be for the more adult um, <laughs> side of things and, you know, have a cocktail or whatever with you, with your mum and dad. I love um, it. You know. Do you think this so is something you might take out of, out of Zoom? Like when, when we do get let out, when we can be in studios, is this something you might take into studios? <laughs> That's the dream. Yay. That's the dream. I mean, I, I the, the dream is to have two things. One is a sanctuary space for artists to go to. So before an audition or Lovely. whatever meditation space and then um a rehearsal space that isn't gross <laughs> and that has a vegan cafe oh, and a sober bar do one in london and, yeah that's what i that's what i'm i'm, I'm working on it Good. i'm working on it um, but yeah absolutely and just bringing the arts and and holistic therapies that because the arts is a is a holistic therapy yeah, it is, in my yeah. eyes it is it makes people feel good i did the cats like the the dancey cats video for harry francis who put the, the thing together for the cats in pan in the pandemic or whatever it was yeah, where yeah. we did the ball yeah. and it honestly my endorphins were raging week. for yes. the next three days and i and i just felt amazing and i want to help give that to people you know mm. like it's it's what we is what we do and uh you know we, we give joy and i want to help spread that word Now, I can't let Summer go without asking her my final question that I ask all my special guests. If you could look back to your 20-year-old self and give yourself a piece of advice that you've been given or you would give, what would it be of how to keep calm and carry on? It would be, I would say to Summer, that that Summer, um, close your eyes and take a deep breath into your belly and release any negative feelings you have on your exhale. Because there are so many times that I took a breath and held on to so much negativity in my life in some way that it got stuck for so long. And I'm slowly, just slowly, it's it's dissipating now because of you know, this practice of breath. So just practicing, taking a breath, exhaling any negativity and inhaling anything, you know, in with anger, out with love, mm. you know, um, and um, and also to um, to remember that you are, you have a light within you that people want to see um, and 
and it's so important for everybody to to find that within themselves um, and to and to value that and to be able to give it to other people amazing what a perfect way to finish well everyone go and check out <laughs> Stralin Collective isn't it stralincollective.com yeah. go and check it Dot out com. get involved and uh, follow us on social media the Stralin Collective the Stralin Co stuff. on Twitter Facebook stuff. page yeah. my Facebook page <laughs> I'm Osama Stralin come and say hi amazing. any questions I'm here for you we have time to connect it's about connection create collect connect that's what I say I love that and that's what we've got to do I'm going to take that with three me today C's. the three C's Summer you're gorgeous thank you so much for coming on and you all are. the best thank I hope you. we get out there soon and we get to be together in some form soon sending lots of love thank you so much well that's it for yet another episode thank you so much Summer for joining us what a story you have and thank you for being so open and honest what a joy it was to hear your story thank you so much for talking to us also thank you to my lovely producer Martin and of course thank you to you the listeners please tell your friends we'd love to get this podcast out to as many people as possible I hope it's helping at the moment brighten a mere dark day but for me I will see you next week I have another incredible guest for you and uh, I can't wait I'll see you soon